welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast, presented by basketball fan and Hoosier native Mike Gingrich, where practical, no-nonsense resourcing on social media, business marketing, and life is presented, because the adjustments made at halftime help you win the game in the second half. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. I'm going to be joined today by lawyer, podcaster, and my friend Jacob Spashnik from San Diego, California. Jacob, how are you? I'm doing excellent. Beautiful weather. I feel great. Almost a weekend. Perfect. All right, all right. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, Jacob is a lawyer in San Diego, as I've mentioned before, an immigration lawyer specifically, and uh, is um, Israeli by nationality and born and uh, raised and then has been in the U.S. for, I want to say, 14, 15 years now, and through that time started in a law firm and eventually started your own law firm, which is going to be kind of what we get into through defining mm-hmm. uh, your your own model. You had you had a model for what a law practice was going to be, and you've developed that called the the Enchanting Way. Uh, so, you know, Jacob, why don't you just say a little bit more about your, your current law practice? So, you know, what what sure. you specialize in? Absolutely. So, just like, like you mentioned, Mike, uh, you know, we are um, a traditional law firm where we. Um, we have a, a, a brick-and-mortar location. We work um, uh, from downtown San Diego. Uh, we focus on one area of law, which is immigration law, and within that area of law, we service pretty much um, everything that requires. Um, um, so we do the business side of immigration, companies that want to bring employees to the U.S. to help their operations. We help international founders that are coming to the U.S. to start companies. We help uh, family members that want to bring other family members from overseas. And we also help people that uh, get into trouble and they end up in immigration court. So we help represent them as well. And because immigration law is a federal practice, I can I can do this in um, uh, in all 50 states. And that's really, Mike, why I started using social media, uh, you know, six, seven years ago, um, because I was able to reach people uh, pretty much all over the, uh, the U.S., all over the world. And what better way it is than than use internet, use uh, you know Facebook, uh, blogging, uh, YouTube. That's really kind of how we started, and uh, and over the years, um, uh, social media has become our main platform. It's become a really successful uh, way to to reach clients, and and right now Facebook has been really my my main tool. So um, uh, and 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 to, even today we continue to engage with our customers uh, by using uh, social media, using mobile apps. Uh, using webinars um, to uh, educate and, um, and and connect with our customers, and you, you know you mentioned the the enchanting way. I mean, for me the you know building a law firm, you know I, I nobody taught me how to do it. I mean I try to read books and we try to go to seminars and we try to work with mentors, but you know the reality is that there's a lot of information about how to generate leads and um, and by using social media and all these other tools, I was able to get people to call the office and and want to use our services. But I realized that, you know, it's it's not enough just to get those leads because, um, you know, when they come to the office, what do you do with them? How do you make sure that they get the correct service? And how do you make sure that you, you get a perpetual referrals um, of clients that are happy and, and, and are not saying bad things about you online because it's so easy right now to destroy your reputation? Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I came up with this concept uh, um, kind of in, in, in my head where we, we, we put it down in, in two words, you know, customers matter. 
uh, customers matter is is really what should be our our our, our bottom line um, thinking. And, and everybody who works in this office always thinks this way. You know, customers matter. This is how we work uh, to make our customers feel special and valued. Because if if you don't get to the point where you make your customers feel special and valued, uh, not only they're not going to tell other friends um, that they want your business, um, but they also make sure that um, the business will always keep coming back to your office because you're so uh, customer matter focused. That's really where the Enchanting Way was born. Because these become your the best fans. They become kind of like um, uh, crazy fans where they, they refer people, they make sure they come to your office, and they continue to talk about you every single time without you asking them to do so. Okay. All right? Yep. And so, um, um, and so the idea was um, you know, avoid uh, having a, a business where customers complain, where customers are not happy. Because when customers complain, you know, in, in our business, it's taken seriously and addressed with empathy and compassion because when customers are happy, um, there, there are steps that are taken to keep it that way. And that's really where uh, the enchanting way was born because, again, if somebody if somebody is not happy because of a service, you got to take care of it right away, make sure it's not going to happen again. And when customers are happy, you keep it that way continuously um, and you do that by providing great service but also by uh, being kind and, and nice and super, super uh, uh, special with your with your own employees because these are the people that are continuing to provide the service and make sure that you cu- your customers are happy. Because, you know, a lot of businesses are thinking that, you know, cutting corners uh, is, is going to help increase profits. You know, maybe we shouldn't be uh, uh, hiring another person to answer the phones. Maybe we shouldn't be um, uh, investing in the software to make things easier. So, my, you know, cutting corners may increase profits, but these businesses refuse to do anything that would, you know, short-stretch customers and uh, erode trust. So the idea is that you want to make sure that um, obviously you want to keep your business profitable, but at the same time invest in those things that are going to make your customers happy, and those customers are going to keep coming back and refer more business to you. Yep. Right. Yep. So, um, so that's really kind of um, our, our focus with uh, the enchanting way, where customers matter, and that's how our business is built on. And, and, and at the same time, our employees matter even more, because if they are not happy, if they are not taking taking care of, then they are not going to be able to uh, uh, to serve serve our customers right. in the way of of you know quality of customer service and things like that. Okay. Now, there's there's at least two things I think about with with what you summarized. Is that number one? Yeah. I mean, being a law firm, you you saw kind of the traditional method of getting clients, and um, and you recognized that a shift needed to take place. That's the you know the the old methods right. of just putting up billboards or you know those types of things wasn't going to do it and you and that's where social media came into play for you. So that was kind of number one. Like you know you had an uh, in, in the law industry, you sensed a change and that needed to take place that for acquiring clients. Uh, and then number two was the fact that then you recognized a shift in how your business wanted to operate philosophy-wise to to retain. Right. Yeah. So you know it, it's it's interesting because. Um, um, if you think about it, you know, uh, companies, uh, you know, service companies, software companies, um, you know, even even if you if you're in uh, in the retail, you know, companies that believe that customers matter, 
you know, those those companies they they actually demand fair treatment of those people that contribute to um, to the products to the services that they provide. So, for example, if you believe the customers matter, then you know that if your employees are not happy, then customers are are not going to be happy as well, right? And so, too many uh, comp- too many uh, uh, employers or business owners they don't they don't get that. So. They look at the the front and say, you know, we'll we'll put all these beautiful uh, statements in the front of our restaurant, but then they go back in the kitchen, and they mistreat their employees, and then they um, uh, make them feel degraded, and they fail to empower them. And so, in in, in part of the enchanting way, basically, the, the to summarize it, we have three elements. The first element is that you have to have a very good system to bring leads, uh, but the system to bring leads has to be um, also with the state of mind of customers matter. So in our case, the way we bring leads is by providing providing value. Value to the point where we give away so much information for free. We give content. If you go to our website, you'll see articles, videos, guides, uh, e-books, apps. We have two apps, free apps that we provide. So this is content that we put out there for the sake of content. We want to educate our customers. We want to give them good value. But of course, when they see that, they come back and they want to work with us. So that's a, one example of creating uh, uh, good leads because you provide so much value that they want to come to you and they, they want to work with you because imagine what he's going to do for us if we pay him, if he, he has all this for free, right? So that's one way. So the one part of the system is is, is, is getting the leads. The second part of the system is when, when the leads come to you, what do you do with them? So there have to be systems in the business, systems to um, to get those leads in. Uh, to process them. So how do you uh, answer the phone? How do you uh, send them the first email after they hire you? How do you uh, work on their cases? How do you um, um, uh, conclude their cases when it's over? What do you do when uh, uh, when they are waiting for responses? What, you know, how often there's a follow-up? So all these are part of the systems that you put in place after they, they, the customer retains you. And then finally, there's the system of empowering your employees. How do you give them the tools to provide the service? How do you give them the tools to operate the firm? How do you give them the tools to uh, take their own decisions and, uh, uh, and and work with the customers and work with each other as a team? And once you have those three elements uh, perfected, then you have a business, a law firm, a service business, a retail business that in a way kind of works by itself and continues organically to grow. Because you know sometimes an employee may have an idea. You know what? Why don't we send flowers to this customer because uh, you know he lost his 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 mother or or whatever, you know they 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 do it on the spot because they have the power to do it. They don't have to wait for me or somebody else to give them a, an, an approval. It's going to take three more days. Yeah, it's not going to be effective anymore in three more days because the incident happened yesterday. So these are the things that are summarizing that that kind of system, <clears throat> and I think they can work very well in almost any business that feel. And and um, and want to embrace the customer matter uh, approach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now, did you uh, kind of start your firm with this model, or have you evolved it over time? No, I didn't. No. So I I didn't know what I was doing in the beginning for sure. Okay. Because you know, like like any other new business, you try different things, and of course, in the beginning, <clears throat> the focus was. Try to pay the rent. You know, you want to make make sure the customers come so you can um, you're able to um, cover your expenses. Uh, exactly, cover your expenses. You were, I was more I was more focused on on money matter in the beginning as opposed to customers matter um, because that's how I thought it should be. 
Um, and, um, and so, but after a while I realized that I don't make a difference by doing this and I'm not different than any other, other attorney out there. So why would they go with me? So, you know, over time I was actually starting with my employees first as opposed to the customers. So, you know, we're always treating the customers nice, but I really went beyond, uh, uh, my ways to treat my people first very, very well. Because not because I, I, I thought well you know it'll be a better way it's just because I felt that I wanted to have an environment of empl- of, of work at my office that will be nice for me to come to work there and be able to do other things while I'm in the office that's really where I kind of started thinking about that and from there it evolved into you know dealing with everybody uh, in a good way with providing good content for free with giving away more value than than people expect and and that's kind of how it it, it, it eventually evolved into into the system where we really want to make sure that it's working okay yeah it, i mean if you think of that there's there's several principles out there you know people are valuable whether they whether they retain your services or or buy from you or not they are valuable just because you meet with them so you have to think about it this way because many companies and and, and you know especially you know in my business mike and in, in in the legal business if and, and I see it um, when I talk to attorneys who, who ask me uh, for advice. Um, come to to an attorney for consultation, and and they they don't retain the, that that attorney. So there's an immediate lack of interest in that person. Well, you know, I know he's not going to retain me, so I'm not going to spend time with him anymore. And then and they feel it. And it's important to understand that people are valuable, and that's a, that's a key point. Um, and and also. Every client, every customer that comes to your office deserves to be treated fairly with respect. And whether they hire you or not, it should be an important value for you to re- recognize that. And the final thing that I that I always tell people is that there's no person there's no no person is worth more than another. So if somebody is $150,000 case and another person is only a $1,000 case, there's no way that you should be Looking at them and comparing them and making this this um, differentiation, um, because if you think like that, then your service will also be uh, uh, reflected in that matter. And there's no way you'll be able to practice the enchanting way if you think like that. So I always tell people, think of every person as a valuable person, no matter what is going to happen at the end of the meeting. And if you think about it, um, you know, companies and organizations are pretty much made of people, right? And uh, in my law firm, if we don't have people that are good people, then we don't have a business. And I'm sure it's the same in your business, Mike. Uh, you know, if you don't have good people, then the software you create and whatever you guys do there is not going to be worth anything. So every company is made of people. Every law firm is made of lawyers who are people, paralegals who are, who are human beings. And, um, and so that's why, you know, I always tell uh, uh, my my customers and, and I, my my team is that customers matter, people matter. We're all based on people, and so once we understand that, we can build from there. It's kind of like reverse engineering, as opposed to the other way. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Starting with that foundation. Now, has right. it has it been a um, a, a challenge for some of your newer hires to adapt to that kind of model when they, when they come in just based on working in a more traditional environment previously? You know, um, it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, some people, they, they, they get a bit, um, 
they find it a bit interesting and um and they they takes time to adapt not that that long but in a way that people come with the fear that this is what we should do at work this is where you know how we should be asking for things but once they figure out that it's actually an environment where we work together for a purpose as opposed to they're there to watch their clock, they're there because somebody's watching behind their shoulder to see if they're not on Facebook or downloading something or buying clothes. Once they understand that, they can still do all those things if they want to as long as the work is done and the clients are happy. So it's not a, it, it becomes um, an atmosphere of, of uh, collaboration and happiness as opposed to we are here to be there until 5 o'clock and then we have to go. And um, while we're there, we try to... Um, to sneak and hide and do whatever uh, because our boss is not here. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. the point is that you can do whatever you want. Um, you know, you, you should be happy to come to work because this is this is this is a place of happiness. You know, we're all here together. There's no uh, there's nobody's watching the clock. We're just doing our work. As long as the work is done, nobody's there to. Um, and in fact, I'll give an example, Mike. One of my uh, paralegals, she made a mistake. She forgot to mail. Uh, an important uh, set of documents um, with a particular case, and as, as a result, the client um, uh, wasn't able to achieve the goal and um, kind of was set back. And so um, I had a meeting with that person, and, and we tried to figure out what happened. So instead of trying to make her feel bad and tell her, listen, you're not uh, good at your job, and uh, this is uh, unacceptable, we try to understand, first of all, why it happened. And so it happened because um, at that moment, you know, she had too many cases and um, what she should have done is she should have uh, prioritized better. And we kind of worked on this. But the idea was that um, my approach to her wasn't making her feel useless or worthless. And, and I said, my approach was like, listen, this is what happened to the client. Here's how we have to fix it. And I want to understand how how we're going to work w- with you, how you're going to work that this is not going to happen again. What needs to happen? So the approach was more of a positive type of uh, meeting as opposed to uh, you're the, you, you know you're useless, you're not good. Uh, next time it happens, you're out of here. Do you see the difference? Yeah, yeah. It's sure. more of a kind of a, you know I know she's a good person, otherwise she wouldn't be working here. It happened. There was there must have been a reason why it happened. Let's try to find a, a way for this not to happen again. Right. So you're right? trying to you're basically so working basically together the, again. The the point is that how you make others feel about themselves re- really says a lot about you. So if I was there screaming at her and telling her, listen, you know, you are the worst paralegal ever. I just don't know why I hired you. Uh, if this happens again, you're out of here. I'm not that kind of person, right? I am a, a motivated business person with a, with a state of mind that we have to make people, we have to get results for our clients. And I just want to make sure that she understands that this is not going to happen again if she follows the following steps and we, we are on the same page. Yep. And then I gave her some tips how to make her, her work uh, more efficient. And then at the end, I tell her, listen, you're really a great paralegal, and I'm very happy with you, and you know we're in this together. So this client is not going to feel bad. So then three things happen. One, we fixed the problem. We found out how it's not going to happen again. And third thing, we empowered her to feel good about herself that I still believe in her. Right? Okay. This yep. is very important. If Absolutely. you do that over and over again, things will not happen. Yep. Okay. Happen. Now, um, I, I want to dig a little deeper on the the. There's always going to be this uh, leader who's listening to this right now, who agrees with you that they need to be results oriented. Their their firm, you know, their business needs to be results oriented, uh, but they're sure. 
scared, frightened, maybe is the word, or tentative about this model because they're like, won't I be taken advantage of? Won't people um, not uh, give me their full value and won't they take advantage of the vacation time, time during the day? And you know, what what do you say to those? Because I'm I'm sure that's got to come up. There's there's that employer right. who's thinking about this, who sees some components uh, in it, but is scared. Absolutely. So basically, what I tell them is, I, I tell them to ask uh, themselves three questions. So one question is, why did you start your company in the first place? And it's important to understand uh, the answer for that. Everybody will have a different answer, but at the end of the day. It will be a very similar path. The second is, um, you know, why are you passionate, excited about the mission of your company? So, you know, if you're selling clothes or you're creating software or you're a lawyer, you know, why are you excited about your your, your mission? Your mission is, you know, maybe helping people. Maybe your mission is to, uh, you know, change uh, the way, um, uh, you know, people um, are uh, using online products or whatever it is. And finally, you know, why is your company uh, um what is the social cause of your company? You know, it's not just about money. It has to be beyond money. So maybe you guys, uh, uh, you know, help charities. Maybe, um, uh, you know, maybe you you um, uh, donate your time to help in the community sometimes. So, every, you know, every company does that in a way, but they don't kind of think about it. So if you look at those three things um, and, and try to figure them out, you realize that um, it's important to do this, to um, – um, you know, to open it up, because if you're not, then your company is basically just another money chaser. And at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to continue because after 10, 15 years, you're going to be burned out. And that's what happens to most companies uh, who follow, who don't follow the, the the people matter, the enchanting way type of principle. They they can't make it. Because think about it: if you don't, if you start a company just to make money. Um, you can't, you can't just pursue that forever because there right now there has to be a better purpose. Uh, maybe you did that because you wanted to, uh, be the biggest, uh, uh, uh law firm in, in, in Idaho or, or whatever. Uh, but there was a reason why you wanted to be the biggest law firm in Idaho because you wanted to, to create a, you know, you wanted to be visible. You wanted to be out there. You wanted to make a difference in a way because people are going to know about you. So everybody has that kind of purpose. If you kind of reverse the questions. Um, and, and, and so I feel that if people find a bigger meaning in what they do, then it's very, very possible to follow this model, Mike, because if it's only about money and profits and control, then you don't have to follow that model. But then at the same time, you're not going to be as successful as you should be. You're not going to be happy because if you always, I mean, how many restaurant owners keep working day and night in the restaurant because they're worried that they, their employees are going to steal money from them? And while some may steal, the others that are passionate about the restaurant are going to be there to protect that these owners, right? Yeah. And I had a, a discussion with a with a with a local restaurant the other day, and we were trying to see if we can implement the people matter, the the gentle way model, uh, uh, and it, it is doable. It is doable. Uh, uh, it just it takes time and courage and faith okay. in the process. All right. No, so that's uh, and that's probably another lead-in. So this isn't just something that you were talking about with law firms, but that was a restaurant. So this is a yeah. I mean, a you know, they came to me. They you know about. they they heard my. Uh, I was on a podcast with Tyler actually. Yeah. Uh, our friend, a common friend, and and uh, somebody listened to the show and they emailed me uh, uh, that restaurant. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Right? 
All right. Yeah, that was Tyler Anderson from uh, Casual Fridays right. that you were talking about there. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, and but basically, you are beginning to uh, bring this into a model. I mean, you're doing it with your law firm. You're talking right. about it with others. And, uh, of course, there's the Enchanting Lawyer website, EnchantingLawyer.com. Right. And and your podcast, uh, what, what else should we be expecting uh, coming? So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably there's a book coming up. Um, I'll have a series of articles um, and I'm working on some case studies. Okay. And, um, um, and uh, you know, like I said, people can, they can email me if they have questions. I just, I just – right now the goal is to, um, um, to bring awareness to this um, as I'm building the um, 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 the model, the system itself, so I can actually um, offer it to others. Yeah. So that's why you know I'm I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna share, I'm sharing it with your audience, with anybody that is that, that is willing to to listen to this. And if a if a business is thinking about, it, we have business owners listening now, uh, and they're they're you know contemplating this concept. You know, what do you leave with them as the key things that they should be Asking themselves, thinking about, uh, you know, to to begin. What you know, what's the first step? Well, you know, the first step is um, is really to um, to be honest with yourself and and really understand where um, where are you willing to take your business. And so the point is that um, you know, if, if you're in a, in a business right now and and and, um, and things are not working the way you want, I would always tell them the first step is list all the frustrations. And then when, when you read them, you, you see a pattern. The pattern is that lack of trust. You see a pattern of, of, of um, lack of belief in yourself as the owner. You see a pattern of, um, of disorganization, no systemization at all. Uh, and you see a pattern of fear, um, where the money is going to come, where the next customer is going to come. So when you, when you write down as all these things as the first step, then it's easier to reverse engineer, go back and say, how do we fix it? Let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. And then we start with um, uh, small. You start with basically doing little little concessions. I'm going to uh, give this person uh, this power. I'm going to leave the office on a Friday and not, and not call them even once. Do you see what I'm talking about? So if you start that way, then you you're not scared about uh, uh, about trying this, and and you will see how it's kind of growing into this nice system where everything is kind of falling into into place. Okay. Start small. You know, giving people the powers uh, to do things that you normally do now and you shouldn't be doing. Uh, you know, hire a little bit of a manager part-time, delegate here, delegate there, um, watch from the outside without criticizing, but collaborating. Um, and again, you know, how you make others feel about themselves says a lot about you. Again, always be positive, empowering, as opposed to critical. You're not good. I would do it differently. Step aside. I'll do it this way. I'll just do it myself. Avoid do, doing those things, and more like you know what? I like it the way you did it. Perfect. I actually like the way you did it. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it me too. So this is the little empowerment psychology that you use on employees, and you, and you won't believe it, Mike. What happens when you do that, as opposed to doing the other things I just mentioned to you right now? Okay. Okay. That's, that will be the beginning. All right. Start small and uh, take a look at those little things. Right. The, the empowerment psychology. And remember, you know. Uh, you, you, your people matter the most. Your people matter the most, and then clients matter always. Okay, because without clients you don't have a business, and without your people you don't have a business as well. So your people will matter, and clients always matter. Your people matter. 
Your clients always matter. Absolutely. All right. Great stuff, Jacob. And uh, thanks, Mike. I, I, you know, pleased to have you with me here. We're going to talk about these things. I'll have them in the show notes for people. You know, of course, they can find you at um, the enchanting enchantinglawyer.com, and uh, your uh, immigration website is h1b.biz. Yeah. Is that correct? And, exactly. And yeah. then let's see your your large Facebook page. What is that one that has? It's uh, Facebook.com forward slash my immigration lawyer. That's my immigration lawyer. Is. Yeah. Okay. And they can see what you're doing there with yeah. some of the social media, and then yeah. of course on both those sites they can see your content then to get a feel for some of those pieces. We'll recap these things. So I really appreciate your time, Jacob. Just good to Thanks, touch Mike. base again. Absolutely. Have a great day for now. All right. Folks, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Halftime Mike podcast where we spoke with Jacob on the enchanting way business model process. And uh, Come on over and take a look at these key items in the show notes and learn more about Jacob and the enchanting way there. So with that, I'm going to sign off. This is Mike with the Halftime Mike podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Halftime Mike podcast with Mike Gingrich. Remember, what you do in the second half can change the outcome of the game. Does your business need resourcing, tools, and social media consulting? Then visit MikeGingrich.com. Want to have Mike speak at your next event? Visit MikeGingrich.com speaking. Join us again for another episode of Halftime Mike, your no-nonsense guide to victory on the court of life.